Part two, chapter nine of the Gentleman and Ladies Book of Politeness and Propriety of Deportment. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. The Gentleman and Ladies Book of Politeness and Propriety of Deportment by Elizabeth Selnart. Part two, chapter nine of traveling this chapter although only accessory and but remotely connected with the social relations should be added here as we do not wish to make any voluntary omission and besides if in traveling the duties of politeness are less numerous they are not therefore less obligatory persons about to travel ought to make visits of taking leave among their acquaintances of whom they should ask if they have any commands for them it would be indiscreet unless in case of perfect intimacy to accept this offer or to ask him to take charge of such or such a thing especially if it is a packet if persons are very intimate we may request them to let us hear of their arrival before their departure the names of passengers are entered in the order of their numbers at the public coach offices after this each one takes the place assigned him politeness however requires that a man should offer his seat to a lady who is less well accommodated for it would be improper that he should be seated upon the back seat while she should be seated upon the front one some persons cannot bear the motion of a coach when they ride backwards and this manner of riding incommodes them extremely polite travellers will take pleasure in relieving them from this trouble ladies on their part ought not to require too much nor put too too severe a test the complacence of gentlemen the latter however should at every stopping-place attentively help them alight by offering the hand and directing their feet on the step of the coach the same thing is necessary in assisting them to get in again it would appear badly to take advantage of one's superiority of rank to consult his own convenience alone it is necessary on the contrary for him to have great care not to incommode any one and to show every civility to his fellow-travellers politeness in travelling is not so rigorous as in society it only requires that we should not incommode our companions that we should be agreeable to them that we should politely answer their questions but it leaves us free to read sleep look about or observe silence etc a traveller would be uncivil if he should open or shut the windows of the coach without consulting the people who are with him or if he should without offering to them take any light and delicate food as fruits cakes or confectionery but which they do not generally accept and he would appear disagreeable if knowing the route he should not point out the beautiful sights and satisfy any questions concerning them finally he would deserve the name of an imprudent prater if he should converse with his fellow-travellers as with intimate acquaintances on our return we should carry or send the commissions which we have received partial acquaintances to whom we have offered only by writing to take their commands should not expect a visit on our return this right belongs only to relations friends or intimate acquaintances finally all those for whom you have executed any commissions owe you a visit of thanks as soon as it can be done if you travel on horseback in distinguished company give them the right and keep a little behind 
regulating yourself by the progress of your companions. There is one exception to this rule. It is when one of the two horses is skittish, so that it is absolutely necessary that the other should pass on first, that this one may follow. If you happen to be on the windward side, so that you throw dust upon your companion, you should change your position. When we pass by trees, the branches, of which are about the height of the shoulders, the one who goes first ought to take care that the branches, in going back to their former situation, should not strike with violence against the person who follows. If you are passing a large stream, a small river, or a muddy pool, by fording, it is polite to go first. But if we have not taken precautions and fall in the rear, we ought to keep at a distance, so that the horse's feet may not spatter the water or mud upon the gentleman before us. If your companion gallops his horse, you should never pass him, nor make your horse caper, unless he signifies that it is agreeable to him. End of Part 2 Chapter 9 Recording by Ginger Cucolo